baby. Yes, sir! Welcome, everyone, to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network. We're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Enum, and I'm joined here in studio by one of my resident co-hosts, Mr. Jonathan Teal. I guess Scott is actually here in studio with us as well, but uh, kind of a little quick hitter intro for what's going to be a pretty uh, unique and special podcast episode today, right, Teal? Oh, yeah. I got a good one for you today. Um, going to do a very, very... Uh, like three bullets worth of a recap of the weekend's golf action before diving into our sit down with Oklahoma Lieutenant Governor uh, Matt Pinnell. Now, I promise you, this was an absolute coincidence that we are releasing this episode on Election Day here in Oklahoma. Totally, totally uh, coincidental. I think we can all agree the thing that crosses all party lines is the desire to play more golf. I think that's fair. Lieutenant Governor Pinnell is a huge advocate uh, of golf here in Oklahoma. So so timely, even if it was a coincidence. I didn't know if you were going on the podcast right here today saying that we are endorsing Lieutenant now, we, Governor Pinnell for <laughs> We are. I'm not uh, even registered to vote, so I'm 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 the most awful person ever. We so are. You don't, uh, you don't want my thoughts on this. We are uh, absolutely bipartisan in our uh, in our approach to the pod. Now, I will say another thing that I think crosses all political ideologies, and we can all agree on is that Chalk Sports Bar is the absolute best place to watch sports in the entire metro. Mm, mm. Well done, my friend there. Of course, everybody knows about Chalk, right? 1324 West Memorial Road there in Chisholm Creek Plaza. Follow them on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. Again, basketball is back. The Thunder are rolling. We've got a college football, and I don't know if we really want to talk about that, in the Sooner State <laughs> here with the Pokes in the, uh, the Sooner struggling this season. But uh, whatever your sports fix, go get Get it at Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Always the favorite. That is Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Well, Till, a short, brief recap. Brief for you. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go a kind of a complete kind of soliloquy here, if you will. I want to talk uh, just briefly Mayakoba. I believe the Worldwide Technology Championships at Mayakoba, technically the uh, the name there. Russell Henley wins in dominating fashion. He opens with 63-63 opens up a healthy lead going into the weekend and polishes it off. His fourth win uh, of his career, first since 2017, which I was a little surprised. It's kind of wild, right? It had been that he's, long. He's been a darling of DFS for us, right? So you always love that guy. His salary is is usually much cheaper than what his performances dictate, right? Absolutely. And consistently in the top 70, never seems to be in danger of you know losing his card. Just a consistent performer, and so kudos to him. On the big win, a few other notables, uh, Scheffler with kind of a backdoor top three, 62 on Sunday, a sterling round. Uh, Vic Hovland can't... Give me Vic Hovland. Can't quite pull off the three-peat. Had won the uh, Mayakoba event the last two years, but a good week nonetheless. I believe T10 uh, for Vic this week. And then uh, our picks... Uh, Thomas Dietrich, the best of the bunch uh, from yours truly with a T15. Uh, Horschel makes the cut, finishing 56 for uh, for Scooter. And then, unfortunately, Hoagies and Grinders misses the cut. Uh, so uh, Who t- saw it coming? Who, Who saw, saw that saw coming? coming? So uh, the, there you have the Mayakoba. A quick plug for Corn Ferry final qualifying. Uh, going on really as we speak, uh, Chris Goderup of OU came into the day 
tied for second. Whoever wins that event gets full status on the Corn Ferry. Like, un, like they it's can play deal. any yeah, event that they want. And so, uh, as of last check, he was a couple shots back um, in Corn Ferry finals. And then finally, uh, I believe I tweeted it out last week, the Four Coursemen Golf League uh, comprised of the three of us here on the Year Salt Pod and our uh, and our very generous sponsor, Mr. TG Chad Ford, got off to a rousing start uh, last week. We'll dive into that uh, a little deeper in future episodes when we have a bit more time. Um, again, yours truly out in front. An eagle, man. Front. Eagle's worth eight points. Stableford scoring in this uh, in this series, and that eight-point eagle went a long way. And so uh, 37 points here, 2G currently in second with 30 uh, and again, we'll dive further into that. But since I teased it out on Twitter, I wanted to talk a bit about it. So without further ado, I say we uh, we turn over to our interview with a fellow golf sicko, uh, Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell. All right, Lieutenant Governor, welcome back to the podcast, sir. It has, uh, has been a little while. It has. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, it's always fun when we get to talk to folks who are passionate about golf and and folks who uh, have influence uh, in our great state. And so we appreciate you giving us some time in this busy season. We, we really didn't get a chance to do this when we had you on um, for that segment back at Cedar Creek, but I'd love the listeners to hear a little bit of your backstory. But unlike most of the times you probably get asked this question, I'd like to hear about how golf kind of came into that backstory and how it's woven in and out of your adulthood, let's say. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this will be the most fun interview I've done today, then. I get to talk about <laughs> golf. Um, I can tell you that. Yeah, so, you know, I, I grew up in Tulsa. Uh, my wife and I still live there with our four kiddos. Uh, so, grew up in, in northeast Oklahoma, but I grew up a tennis player. So, okay. my dad, uh, that's how we became Tulsa. So, my dad was a really good tennis player. He was much better than ever than I ever was. So, he played at TU. He got a full ride. He got a full ride to TU. Uh, he grew up playing tennis in Springfield, Missouri. And those of us in the Tulsa area, I mean, you know, we're, uh, we know Springfield because, you know, that's where that's on the way to Branson, Missouri, you know, Branson, Missouri. So, right. uh, grew up playing tennis. I didn't touch a golf club uh, until really, my gosh, probably after college. Because even in college, I was teaching tennis lessons uh, when I was in college. I didn't play at ORU, so I went to ORU. Uh, could have played on the team. I practiced with the team a lot, but I didn't want to travel. <laughs> it just wasn't worth it to me. But uh, I taught a lot uh, in college, and uh, it was my grandfather that started taking me out on the on the driving range. Um, and gosh, probably you know a couple years even after college, because I didn't have buddies that played t- you know played tennis. I had buddies that played golf. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know I was I was doing a lot of that, and because I grew up playing tennis. You know, it's two-handed backhands. I'm a lefty. Uh, you may want to oh. kick me off the podcast now. I'm now I'm going down the <laughs> No, <laughs> lefties are great. Lefties are great. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm a lefty golfer. It's the only thing that I you know that I, I play left-handed. Well, actually, I, I I was a baseball when I was playing baseball. I was left-handed as well. But that was because of tennis. <clears throat> and so when I get when I go out there, I, I still have you know guys that play a lot of golf and they're like man i just i love watching left you know lefties swing because it looks it looks so natural 
Um, now my my score's not great, but uh, you know lefties when when they swing it, it does look pretty natural because it was all about it was just because I grew up having a two handed backhand. Okay, uh, so that's kind of how I started uh, started playing golf and and uh, you know play a play a lot with buddies now and and uh, I've got four kids though, so a lot of it's when you know vacation golf, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I will say I will admit that I've been playing more. Uh, over the last couple of years and then I've played um, uh, the first two years uh, in office uh, and it's been great to combine uh, to your point you know to be lieutenant governor secretary of tourism uh, promote the great Oklahoma outdoors I, it's it's certainly one of the the, uh, the highlights of my time in office so it is fair to say that you've gotten to play um, more golf since becoming lieutenant governor than than uh, maybe on average over the past decade we'll say I think that's right. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, being able to, to get in the weeds, you know, helping fix some of our state park golf courses around the state. Um, it is, you know, you talk about a passion project. It, it really is, but you know, COVID hit and, and you all know this better than anybody. I mean, COVID hit and, and rounds of golf being played in America are way up. Yep. Uh, and, and that means more sales tax revenue for these communities. And a lot of our state park golf courses in our, are in rural Oklahoma. Uh, and that's a lot more sales tax being generated in rural Oklahoma because of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you kind of hit on that, you know, you know, with the with kids and everything that you you've kind of gotten to play probably a little bit more, you know, the vacation golf, I guess, is what you would call it. But uh, is there one course out there that you've gotten to play as lieutenant governor that you may not have been able to have access otherwise. In in Oklahoma or, or across the and country? Across the country. Uh, or or and yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, so you know, I talk about Oklahoma golf courses uh, all day long. I, right. I you know, um I, I can tell you yes, because I'm Secretary of Tourism in Oklahoma, <laughs> I've been exposed to course courses in Oklahoma that I probably wouldn't have known about. I mean, Boiling Springs, and I know you guys right. talk about Boiling Springs all the time. It, it probably was the, the, when people ask me this all the time, <clears throat> you know, what was your, your favorite day as Lieutenant Governor? Well, I think I just had it about a month ago. I, I was able to play in a, a an economic development uh, kind of golf fundraiser at Boiling Springs for the Woodward Economic Development Authority. Perfect weather on a perfect course and with those greens compete with compete with anybody, you know, this, um, I think it was the, probably the best day that I've had as Lieutenant governor. truly, uh, it was at least a top three experience. Um, but I've been spoiled nationally too, because a lot of our Lieutenant governor's association meetings will be in places where we get to play nice courses. Uh, so we were at a Torrey Pines recently, uh, I was able to end, which was awesome. Uh, got to play Whistling Straits a couple years ago. Um, we one of our annual meetings is always in uh, uh, Sea Island, Georgia, so you get to play up there. Uh, yeah, so I'm just I'm spoiled rotten when it comes to <laughs> being able to play some play some awesome courses around the country too. Yeah, That's I great. can uh, I can see that. Those are some those are some good names. Um, but you're right, Boiling Springs is up there with all of them. Um, well, we're kind of in the heart of, you know, election campaign season, I guess we'll say. Uh, and you've been a part of all sorts of different, you know, political campaigns and whatnot. But I'm curious, what what's your best golf related campaign trail story, if there is one? 
man. Um, it, well, it probably has to be Cedar Creek golf course. Um, and that you all last, you know, when, when you guys have been down there, you've inter- interviewed me down there, you know, it, it's, it's, it's such a great story how that all came about. Uh, you know, I mean, again, I got elected Lieutenant governor four years ago, um, inherited a state park system that was broken. I mean, truly broken. I mean, folks that are listening to this right now that, you know, 10 camp or RV camp or, or, have played any of our golf courses at state park courses, you know, four or five years ago, know this, the condition that they were in. I mean, it was, it was embarrassing. And, you know, I come in as secretary of tourism and Lieutenant governor, I'm like, listen, this is unacceptable. Uh, you know, if, if Oklahoma should be better than okay in a lot of other, in a lot of areas, but that should include, you know, our state parks, uh, they generate a ton of money for the state. They generate a ton of money for other states. And, and so one of the, the, fastest growing tourism areas in the country is Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Uh, if you've been down there, you know what I'm talking about. The Hochitown uh, area, it's booming. And there's a golf course down there called Cedar Creek Golf Course. It's a state park course, always has been a state park course. Uh, it, it's, you know, pine line fairways. It's special. I mean, you drive three miles uh, back into the woods to get there. I mean, it's kind of like a, you know, like car, like you're driving back into Carson Creek or something. And, but the golf course was really, I mean, it was unplayable. I mean, the greens were horrible, uh, trees, you know, overgrown of trees everywhere. And, and, uh, so I, you know, I started calling buddies that I knew. I mean, that's usually how, you know, something starts like, Hey, I just, I got to get somebody over there to tell me what I don't know. Uh, and, you know, and I called, you know, I called our buddy out at, at, um, at, at, at Southern Hills, um, uh, who the golf course superintendent out there, um, um, and then he then uh, alerted, you know, got me on to, uh, he introduced me to uh, another golf, cor- uh, golf course architect, um, uh, uh, Craig, uh, in, in Oklahoma. And kind of one thing led to another, and we kind of started playing lumberjack out there, cutting trees down. <laughs> and, you know, the, uh, the old golf course superintendent that lived over there um, lived literally at the golf course uh, for, for a very long time. Uh, he just retired from our state park system, but I got to know him. I uh, got to know all of these other Ryan Myers. So I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting names, Ryan uh, Myers with, at Southern Hills and then uh, uh, Craig, uh, Craig with um, uh, again, golf course architect in Oklahoma. Um, it, it was just a bunch of characters that we got together, uh, and we've now fixed a golf course. Uh, we have big plans for that golf course long-term. So putting some tiny cabins, kind of a meeting facility down there so that we can kind of court, uh, you, know, biz, you know, business, corporate business trips from the Dallas area. Uh, that's, that's probably the, uh, the, the golf story that, that I can tell a lot because that was a public private partnership too. I mean, you know, this was the, the state government can't do everything. We shouldn't try to do everything for goodness sakes. You know, we, we should try to private, you know, you know, partner with uh, uh, those in the private sector uh, that uh, can do a whole lot better job than, than the state can uh, to go down and, and, and start fixing some things. And so Kurt Adams, you know, is another name that I was forgetting there. There was the golf course superintendent, um, it's just a really good example of state government tapping into someone, uh, folks in the private sector and fixing a state asset. Um, and it was, I believe it will end up being the highest 
highest generator cash wise of any of our state park golf courses, Dallas, and there's nowhere else for them to play. And then they show up at this golf course like, man, I, I had no idea that Oklahoma had golf courses that were this great. And so it's a, uh, it's a really good showcase course for us. No doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, along those lines, what Oklahoma golf course projects do our listeners need to know about right now? I mean, it could be a new project, could be a renovation, just kind of, kind of let our listeners know what, uh, what's out there. Yeah. So, you know, we have our, our seven, I think it's about, I think it's seven. One of them is in, a couple of them are nine hole courses, but you know, we have, our state park golf courses right now. And I tell you, go to travelok.com. You can search those seven golf courses. Uh, in, in, of, of those golf courses that we are working on, again, we're going to continue to make Cedar Creek even better. Uh, we're actually redoing the greens out at Foss uh, State Park way, uh, out in western Oklahoma. Um, I kind of include Boiling Springs just because our state park is right next to that golf course. Sure. Uh, we, we wanna, we're going to be doing more. Uh, we want to help the city of Woodward uh, more with that golf course because I firmly believe that that could be a top 150 course in the country. Uh, I really do believe that. Uh, and, and that means we need to invest a little bit more into it. Uh, and so we, we've got some plans out there as well. I, I would say one of the other golf courses – is would be Grand uh, Grand Cherokee Golf Course. It's only a nine-hole track, and it's on Grand Lake. Uh, it's only an hour and five minutes from South Tulsa, and and I really look at that as you know that could be a really cool, you know, kind of like the pitch and putt uh, in in Austin, Texas, in downtown Austin, Texas. Yeah, it's a, that's just a, that's just a par three, but th- this is a this is a fairly long uh, nine-hole course. There's a couple par fives on it. But we want to put um, uh, we're, we, I've got an idea of putting lights lighting up that course so that you can play at night, uh, like La Fortune and other a couple other places that we have in Oklahoma. I think it could really, you know, court some of those Grand Lake, uh, you know, Grand Lakers. It's the only golf course on the south side of Grand Lake. Uh, you know, I mean, you got Shangri La and you've got you know a, a number of other great uh, great golf course facilities on Grand Lake, but it's the only. It's the only thing on the south side, and it really, it really courts. You know, you're, you know, you can go out there and play in flip flops, and 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 you all know this. I mean, that really is a movement inside of the golf community. You know, even some of these twelve hole golf courses. Uh, you know, you you light you light the places up. You you put music. I, I it has that vibe to it. Okay. Um, this golf course, and so I, I think next year we're going to explore. Um, uh, some ideas with that, uh, maybe do a, again, public private partnership with the Grand Lake Dam authorities because GRDA is out there, uh, to really turn that into something that I think could, uh, could be pretty special as well. And then, you know, outside of our state park golf courses would be the par three, the battlefield par three that, uh, uh, that is being, uh, built right now at Shangri-La. Uh, if you haven't seen some photos of this, I mean, uh, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. Eddie Gibbs uh, for president is is what I say <laughs> quite often. Uh, that man has invested over ninety million dollars so far into Shangri La, and the golf courses are amazing. And this new part three called the Battlefields is going to be awesome. Well, excited about that for sure. Um, we've heard a little bit about Oklahoma golf, uh, trail initiative. It seems awesome for Oklahoma golf tourism. Yeah. How did that, 
how did that come about and what does it hope to accomplish and, and where are we right now in the process? Yeah, I'm really excited about this. was hoping you guys, uh, we were going to talk about it. So I got to give Sheila Dills, uh, state representative Sheila Dills. I don't know if you know that name, but, you know, Sheila yeah. was a, she, you know, her and her late husband were a big deal in the golf, uh, golf world here in Oklahoma. Um, she was a state representative for about four to six years. Uh, she just retired from the state legislature. Uh, she's opening up actually a pie shop in uh, Tulsa, of all things. Uh, she's an awesome cook. Nice. Uh, but Sheila, Sheila Dills, you know, she came to me a year and a half ago and said, hey, you know, this this uh, Oklahoma fishing trail is such a cool deal, but we've got to have a go- Oklahoma go- a golf trail. You know, uh, we, we everybody that, you know, anybody that plays golf knows about the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail in Alabama. Uh, Louisiana has a pretty decent uh, golf trail. Uh, and I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. It doesn't cost us, you know, really any money at all to create the trail. Uh, and then we need to promote it. Uh, so where we are right now is we've identified who those commissioners are going to be. We, we, Sheila passed a law. So she passed a bill kind of creating the commission that is going to pick these golf courses that are going to be on this, this golf trail. And we'll have, I have five picks. The speaker of the house has two picks and the pro Tim has two picks. And so we're going to announce those names. I think within the next 30 to 60 days, I wish I had some late breaking news. I can announce this on the podcast, but I don't, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, and then once we have those names, we're, we've got to get together and, figure out how yes we're going to build this you know and listen it's i'm not talking about having southern Southern hills ain't gonna be on the golf trail sorry you know i mean it's a private club um so it's going to be different from from that um you know you can you you can think of some of the usual suspects some of these perry maxwell courses around the state that you know are definitely going to be on the on the golf trail i i don't think this is something that's going to be in the you know 50 to 100 course range i think we're going to keep it fairly exclusive um, but it will be north, south, east, west. I mean, we'll have some some courses from around the state, but that's probably the biggest question mark is what does this look like? You know, Alabama's, there's clusters. You know, a lot of those courses are clustered together. Right. Um, ours, may, ours may be a little different than that, but uh, we, we hope to announce what the courses are probably first quarter of next year and then start putting some money behind this, you know, start promoting this. Uh, around, uh, for sure, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas. Because um, I say it all the time, if, if we don't promote golf or if we don't promote fishing, I don't care what it is, whatever the tourism attraction we're talking about, if we don't promote it, then no one's going to know about it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's it's not rocket science. We, we, we have a lot of amazing things to promote in the state of Oklahoma, but if we don't promote it, no one's no one's going to know it. Uh, and, and that means we have to have a marketing budget uh, to be promoting all these uh, amazing tourism attractions that we have around the state. Creates a whole lot of sales tax that uh, then pays for police and fire departments. Uh, that, that's a, that's a, uh, you know, a point that I make all the time and, and would make to you know, your listeners. You know, tourism's fun, golf's fun, but we have to remember when we go, when we go, you go into that clubhouse and, and you pay for that tea time, that money that you're creating sales tax for name the town. Yep. And you know, Woodward, Oklahoma lives or dies on sales tax. And, and, and that means that money, most of that money pays for their police department and their fire department. 
And, and I need taxpayers to understand that more that, you know, you go play golf, you're helping that, that community uh, literally live or die uh, when it comes to a sales tax perspective. Yeah. There's no doubt about it that um, tourism in general helps a lot of uh, communities from that perspective and uh, probably no better example than golf because um, folks who play golf like to, you know, go out to dinner afterwards. They like to have a few drinks. Yeah. Everything just um, about it uh, makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, it is, know. it is more of a, we, we think it will be more of an economic impact than the, than the fishing trail. Uh, to your point, uh, golfers spend more money. Yep. Uh, they usually stay, stick around a little bit longer. And we've generated over $40 million off the Oklahoma fishing trip uh, in just a couple years, which is kind of insane to think about. Um, so I, I think uh, sky's the limit for our Oklahoma uh, golf trail. Yeah, you I mean you got to have the, the Cedar Creek logoed polo, right? I mean, you got to buy it. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. You got to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, being, uh, you know, we're, we're getting a campaign system. I'm going to ask the first hard hitting question here at the podcast. Yeah, bring it. Bring if it. We bring it. made you choose the number one golf course in Oklahoma. What's it going to be? Oh my gosh. Non-private <laughs> or, or uh, Oh, you can, you can take it wherever you want to, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I've said it two or three times. I mean, it, if I could, if I had, if, yeah, if I could leave right now and go play any course, I it, it'd be there'd be one A and one B. Of course, I'm a politician, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna pick two. Um, <laughs> I'd say Boiling Springs and Territory Golf Club and Duncan. Okay, nice. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Two great, two um, great choices. Two great choices. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I they I got a soft spot for both of them because I think most people have no idea uh that the territory golf club exists or boiling springs for that matter and they're you know they're paradises uh you know outside of the tulsa and oklahoma city area um that that, that would be two of my faves two of my well faves you know you, you're a visionary you're a visionary yeah you're, those are two golf courses that have uh a, a high high ceiling of potential um yes. you know that they, they haven't even touched the potential right. yet of their ceiling and so and they're two awesome courses right now and so yeah, that's right I, I totally understand two great picks i'd have to I, i'd yeah. have to applaud it good thank you well, and, I, and i think it speaks <laughs> to the uh you know the variety of golf in oklahoma i mean um yeah those those two and golf I, courses are, are, are and, very different from one another and very right. different from other offerings that we have in the state and I think that's probably what you'll see from our golf trail is we'll really be promoting the diversity um, because that helps us tell people that Oklahoma is not a dust bowl. You know, I mean, like, yeah, we, you know, you look at Southern Hills and you see these rolling green hills and like, I, I, you know, I had no idea that that was in Oklahoma, uh, but yep. we're, we're extremely diverse. I mean, you know, with, with all these different style of golf courses that we have, and I think that is what will separate us from the Alabama golf trail uh, and the Louisiana golf trail. Well, you mentioned that nobody's going to know about it if we don't talk about it, we don't promote it, we don't market it. So let's talk a little bit about golf media. Just in your kind of personal time, um, you know, we'll go present company excluded, of course. What golf media content uh, do you take in uh, both locally and, and, and certainly on the national scale? What are, uh, what yeah. are the things that keep you up to date on the world of golf? 
Well, I mean, certainly this podcast right here is at the top of my list. <laughs> for goodness sakes. Check yeah, is in the mail. Check you're in still the mail. out. You're still out is on the top of my list. Um, I, I love the Golf Journal. Um, yeah. It is a, pre- a pretty cool uh, uh, idea. I, I, I really like that. Um, you know, and then, I mean, there's the staples. I mean, you know, uh, Golf uh, Digest and some of those others, I think, actually do a pretty decent job of of promoting the real world of golf. Um, you know, if you're in my office, in my Lieutenant governor office, I mean, I got a TV in there. I mean, I got the golf channel on, uh, every <laughs> once in a while, I'll, every once in a while I'll put on politics, but I get too much politics. So, uh, you know, the golf, uh, the golf channel, uh, again, I think does it, does a good job. Uh, but you know, we golf and, and I'm sure you, you all talk about it a lot. I mean, it, it, the, the golf world right now, um, it, it's very intriguing what is going on, right? With this live golf yep. uh, movements, uh, with the PGA. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, I, I, I will forever be a, a, a homer for the PGA Tour after getting to know uh, the leadership there working on the PGA Championship in Tulsa. Oh, yeah. that, is just a, that is just a first-class uh, operation all the way around and and all the money that they give uh, uh, philanthropically as well. It's just amazing. But it's, you know, where, where is the golf world 10 years from now? I, I don't know. Um, but it, it, I, I also am a big, I mean, again, I, I love golfing, but I also really get into, you know, the terrain of the, the course. That's why I really like kind of the, what the golf journal really kind of shows yeah. that the, the, the beauty and the story behind these golf courses. Um, I, I, I really like, that story as well um and uh something that uh uh, over the next 10 years you know some of these some of these courses really leaning in on that um i i think is uh going to be fun to watch yeah i think you're you're out on the money i think that uh, the way that professional golf is going um kind of contrasted against how golf culture in general is going that those two things seem to be getting a lot bigger uh, chasm between them. There hasn't been a, mm-hmm. probably a time in history where the professional game's been so much different than the, uh, the casual game, if you will. So yeah, yep. the golfer's journal is a great example of something that's trying to bring, you know, bring the soul of golf, maybe a little bit more to the forefront than, um, yep. than some of the professionals uh, are taking it. Um, Okay, well, Scooter, we like to call Scooter our kind of segments guy. He's always got great, great segments. So Scott is going to lead you through a game of Would You Rather, but instead of kind (laughs) of like the the childish version of both the options being something you wouldn't want to do, which my kids love to give me two options of things that I don't want to do, both the options that Scott's going to give you are going to be very appealing. So Scooter, um, lead us off here and and go through um, our Would You Rather game. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one. So, all right, uh, you're going to be playing a par five here. Yep. Uh, would you rather smoke a three wood onto the green to about 40 feet? You know, so you're putting for yeah. eagle. Yeah. Or would you rather nip a wedge tight to just kicking distance for birdie? That wedge. Yeah. So you're going to take wedge. the wedge. I'm going to take the wedge. Yeah. Don't, you're scared I'm not of that. confident. You're, you're scared of that yeah. three putt from 40 feet. Yeah. I know what you're yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I love it. Too much I scar tissue from it. Boiling Springs, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah totally. The man, yeah. the man wants a wedge in his hand. I like it. I yes. like it. Yes. Uh, would you rather take a golf trip to, say, Scotland, or let's just stay in America, but at least go over the pond a little bit to Hawaii? 
Ooh, I'd say Scotland. Yeah, yeah. I'd say uh, yeah, I'd say Scotland. I felt like that's a little bit of an easy one for you, but you know we got to you yeah. know it's kind of uh, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna sandwich them together here. So this yeah. one's gonna be a little yeah. bit. I, I'm excited for your answer right here. Would you rather play a dew sweeping round first thing in the morning or play that twilight round, you know, Oklahoma sunset, it's all around you, and be one of the last ones off the course? Oh, that, that twilight, man. I mean, yeah, that, that's what I want. I mean, I'm looking at the Oklahoma Golf Trail logo that we kind of had created, and it kind of has this sunset included in the, uh, yeah. in, in the, with the flag. Uh, it, it, that's hard to beat. That, that's hard to beat. And I, again, I had a little bit of that at Boiling Springs this past month. Um, you know, it, it's that wind that we have to deal with that, you know, I grew up, <laughs> I, I, I grew up cussing out the wind, you know, no playing doubt. tennis. And, uh, you know, we unfortunately have to deal with that now with uh, golf too. No doubt. All right. Would you rather play a round at Augusta National by yourself oh. or with Tiger Woods at, say, We'll just since we'll say local muni, but let's let's just say Boiling Springs. It, it, I don't, I don't, I don't even have to think about this. I, there's no way I, I would be way too nervous um, and self conscious playing with Tiger Woods. I mean, it would be cool <laughs> to get a photo with them to start with, but that's all I would want. Right, <laughs> I would not want to play eighteen with them. Um, I will have to say I'll I'll give it because you got to get him on because I think he would do it. Uh, Governor Stitt played with Trump. Uh, I think it was like it was I think it was this year last year. Uh, and you you want to talk about some stories? And I'm sure Kevin would would probably tell you. So I'm just I'm teeing <laughs> you up on that. No, no pun intended. But you know Stitt Stitt Stitt's kind of getting into golf now, and uh, I actually haven't even played with him yet. But but uh, he's getting into golf, so there's some stories there. But no, I would I would love to play by myself uh, at Augusta. I love awesome. it. I love it. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, again, we know we're not. I'm not sure when this will post exactly, but we, we're definitely in the heart of of, of election uh, campaign season here. So. Can't thank you enough for hopping on to talk some golf. We we do wish you luck in the re-election you, bid. And, um, you know, when you and uh, Governor Stitt teed up for the first time, you might as well have Scott and I as your uh, round natural oh, force. On, we'll, we'll take you guys out to Boiling Springs. Our, our treat, if that doesn't, you know, violate any well, campaign uh, violations. I, as long as we pay, it, it does not. <laughs> there and, you uh, go. It, and, and I mean it. I, I'm not just saying this, guys. I, I really appreciate uh, what you guys are doing. Uh, it matters. Uh, and if I get another four years, I assure you, I'm going to continue to be promoting uh, golf recreation across the state of Oklahoma and, and uh, inviting more people to our state. We sell really well when we can get people here. Uh, that that imagine that moment is real uh, when we can get people here. Uh, we sell, but we got to get people here first. And if that means uh, uh, playing one of our amazing 18 hole tracks around the state, then uh, that's that's exactly what I'm going to be promoting the hell out of. Well, you're doing a great job of it. Keep up the good work, and we can't wait to have you back on. Absolutely. Love to do it again. Thanks, guys. Oh, good job by you guys. That was fun. Yeah, I want to thank uh, Lieutenant Governor Pinnell again for taking the time. I was shocked, honestly, when he replied back that he could do it. Um, we continue to get during... guests that uh, are well beyond our current status in the media. Yeah, on top of that, and it's, uh, what I assume would be a very busy time coming up into the uh, the Today? elections. Nah, um, not a big deal. I kind of thought he'd, he'd kick us down the road to uh, later in the month, but uh, appreciate 
him. And so kind of on top of that, I want to tell everybody that we are kind of making this, um, you know, the state of Oklahoma golf uh, month um, between getting to interview Lieutenant Governor. And then next week, we will post a pod with the publisher of Golf Oklahoma Magazine, Ken McLeod. So encourage everybody to uh, to tune into that. We will we'll drop that during our normal Tuesday morning pod drop. So not won't really have a weekly recap. We're kind of taking Houston Open Week off, uh, being out of town actually. So uh, look forward to next week's interview, and we'll kind of keep the theme of, of golf in the state of Oklahoma rolling. Yeah, and, and the Twitter machine will still be rolling, right? So throw those plugs out there at YSO Golf, both on Twitter and Instagram. We'll still be chugging along. In fact, part of the reason for the departure. Next week, we'll be able to throw some pretty pictures out there for you uh, on a little work trip that we're taking down to Texas. Yep, good stuff. Excited for that. And, of course, for us here at the Sports Pros Network, you can follow us on the web at fantasysportspros.com or you can follow us on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that is pros with an E, -E. P-R-O-S-E. Mid-November, but the weather's going to be good, Till. Well, you know what that means. Get out there and enjoy the walk. (laughs) 